0: Welcome, my friends, to the most spirited season of them all. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> the 999 Happy Haunts and I are ready to materialize for a spectacular celebration. You never know who will drop in. After all, this is... Halloween! <laughs> this is Halloween!
1: This is Halloween! 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 Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. It's our world of
2: Halloween! Oh, this is Halloween! This is Halloween! Pumpkin scream in the dead of night! This is Halloween! Everybody make a scene trick or treat! Till the neighbor's gonna die of fright! You are listening to episode 109 of the Mad Chatters Podcast, October 26th, 2016.
1: Most everyone's mad here. <laughs>
2: Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. I'm Derek, and joining me today are my fellow chatters, Matthew. Hey there. And Jeremy. What up, witches? Halloween week has arrived. Um, so guys, I want to know, what are you doing to celebrate this year? Any costumes? Any parties? No. No. <laughs>
1: Nothing for Anna, even? Yeah, you know, we have these little community things that we gotta participate in, so our whole trick-or-treat day is Saturday, and we're gonna be doing other stuff all day, so we'll probably dress her up and get her some candy, but we'll be working random games and booths at different things.
2: Mm.
1: Was it last year that she was a sheep? Yes, oh. she was adorable. Oh
2: my gosh, the cutest sheep. Uh, yeah,
1: she has an, a little Anna, an uh, sorry, Anna dress this year that she's going to be wearing. Just kind of her little princess dress.
2: Yeah, you've indicated on this podcast that she's watched Frozen once or twice. Many times. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeremy, you teased on Twitter that you've got two costumes planned.
0: I do. I'm really excited because I have, I have two parties I'll be attending. So uh, on Wednesday night, I'll be dressed as America's favorite supervillain, Donald Trump. And uh-huh. <laughs> on Saturday, I'm going as um, Rosie the Riveter, oh. the classic American icon. It a woman? Ch- uh, it'd be a male gender bender kind of version of Rosie. R-
1: R- Rosie the Riveter.
0: Well, she's so. had a few
1: things riveted in that case, yes.
0: <laughs> well, I was looking for something cheap and fun, and so, you know, BuzzFeed came to my rescue with easy, cheap Halloween costumes. And I was like, I could do Rose of the Riveter. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, well, Derek, you are notorious for never dressing up.
2: I know. Are you dressing up this year? No. In fact, I don't have any plans because my big plans for Halloween were going to be Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And I honestly was really wanted to dress up for that because it is kind of fun when everybody else is, or at least when a lot of the people are, to be included in that crowd and i was going i believe to. i've
0: preached that message for many many years to you and still gotten the
2: no 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 but anyways go ahead yes but i'm glad you do it like i just never really thought it was for me but this year i was going to it's just like i it, it does take time like it's time consuming to think of one and to get everything you need and just the weeks leading up to that trip it just was not gonna happen and then thank goodness because the party was canceled so i would have spent all that time for nothing
0: well, you still have time if you know if you want. It's only what Wednesday, so you you have a few days till That's Halloween. True.
2: That's true. It's not going to happen, but that is true. It's, <laughs> it's good in theory. But anyway,
0: before we move on, I wanted to bring up something I saw on Twitter, um, and this is like a serious thing. So we, I do not mean anything that I say here facetiously or anything like that it really is sad that disney released their accident report for the i guess the last quarter and uh, a gentleman died after riding star tours in sep- september i believe it was september 19th or whatever um apparently he rode the attraction got off wasn't feeling well and ended up uh becoming unconscious and unresponsive and he had a history of cardiac issues and hyper high- hypertension and that kind of thing so uh but his family said that he was doing well but i want to say he was in his late 50s but i bring it all up to say that the thing that really like it kind of touched me at the end of the article his family they said we're not upset at the company we're not mad we're not going to sue we're not doing anything like that um in fact we're kind of happy he went out this way because he died doing what he loved being at walt disney world he apparently went every year and that kind of thing and i was like that is the sweetest thing ever and if i had to pick a place to die i would probably die at walt disney world as well so no
1: maybe uh, not star tours (laughs) maybe not if you you could pick (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: it'd be the exit hallway to mission space while destiny plays (laughs) over the loudspeakers
1: Destiny.
0: but Mm. uh anyways our condolences to the family and Mm. uh Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up because it, it touched me a little bit this
2: afternoon. Yeah, that's neat. Um, I can't believe they release an accident report. That's crazy to me that they would... I guess it's they're legally required to do that?
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's by law that they have to release that kind of thing. and For OSHA and insurance and all that kind of stuff.
2: Well, there you go. Well, since it's Halloween week, we're just a few days away. On this week's show, we thought we'd get in the Halloween spirit and have a bit of spooky fun. So up first, we're going to do a round of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly.
0: The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. It's a segment that is terribly misnamed, but (laughs) we do it because We do it and that is we're going to look at an aspect of the Disney company and we're going to give our opinions on what we think is good about that what we think is bad but bad doesn't mean bad it means needs improvement and then ugly which is uh, Lord child that is ugly and so today we're going to be looking at fall time in the park or if you're sophisticated like me autumn time in the park so Derek what is your good autumn time?
2: For my good, I'm going to take us to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and we're standing on Main Street watching the Boo to You Parade, and up comes an entire section devoted to the Haunted Mansion. And I'm talking about the gravediggers, specifically, who are dressed in their ragged Haunted Mansion clothes and their faces are painted white and kind of ghostly, and they're carrying shovels. And they're dancing. They have a choreographed sort of march to the music. And when they scrape their shovels against the sidewalk, it creates sparks. I am never not wowed by that moment, and I I know the crowd always really enjoys that moment too. So that is why it's my pick for the good. Because I I mean, it might. I think it probably is my hands down favorite thing that Disney does for the months of September and October. Now, I still have not seen the Sanderson Sisters show but that set aside the gravediggers in booty are my favorite
1: do you reckon that they do something to the street or the shovels it seems like that would scratch up the 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 pavement a lot
0: I think it's probably like a piece of like flint or something on the bottom of the
1: on yeah the okay you know I've never thought of that yeah because that I mean that leaves terrible I mean I don't know Maybe they just resurface it after Halloween, or put some—I don't know. Maybe they just put some uh, some spray paint on. on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Flint makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In like Flint. Is that a thing. Who? Isn't it in like Flint? In, in like Flint. Flint. Isn't that a, a phrase? I don't know. You're, you're ha- you hang out
2: with teens more than we do.
1: Only if I you're don't, talking. No, about like... I don't. I don't think it's a teen phrase. I think it's like a '90s uh, something. In like Flint. Here we go. It's um, it's a 1967 action adventure film. Oh. <laughs> oh. But I mean, people say in like Flint all the time.
2: Not I right absolutely really... you know
1: the references. <laughs> I've never in my life heard that, but now there you go. I'm going to say it all the time. In like Flint. All right. So my good is the pumpkins.
2: Mm-hmm. Which ones?
1: If I had to pick one display above the rest, it is the See You Real Soon jack-o'-lanterns over the exit tunnels of the Magic Kingdom. Yep. Uh, and, and what I said, they're they're, they're, they're fake pumpkins, and they're, they're made to look like they've been carved, but they are flickering on the inside like jack-o'-lanterns, and, and it spells out See You Real Soon. And up and down Main Street, there are various ones up on the, uh, the balconies and things, and there's the Mickey heads on the light posts. Um, I think those are delightful. Mm-hmm. The pumpkins are nice. My good
0: is, um, well, a little more broad than Derek's, and that is, I said the boo to you parade in general. Um, Now, I love Christmas. In fact, I get to be like Buddy the Elf. As soon as November 1st rolls around, I'm in a holly jolly mood for the next two months. Um, I love Christmas at the parks, and I've said this numerous times, but, the Boo to You Parade is better than the Christmas Parade, as good as the Christmas Parade is. In that, the Boo to You Parade is the perfect, quintessential Disney parade. It has the perfect blend of park elements, character elements, and holiday elements. It is just Again, it's just perfect. Absolutely perfect. And, and it beats out the Christmas parade because ever since they tried to uh, cram in Frozen to the Christmas parade, it really mm-hmm. has upset me. And I don't like that. Uh, but, again, you have the Haunted Mansion section. You have the villains section. And the Haunted Mansion section is extravagantly long. It's so wonderful because not only do you have the Gravediggers, you have the, the Hitchhiking Ghost Band, you have the, the dance at the ballroom dancer scene. I mean, it is a good chunk of the parade, but it's so long as well. Like, it's not a short parade. It really keeps going and going. I mean, you're there at least a good 20 25 minutes as it passes by it's usually led off by the the headless horsemen coming through you have disney characters in their halloween costumes you have villains that you rarely see uh catchy music
2: pirates of the caribbean gets a flow oh
0: yes of course pirates and uh so you know like i said quintessential everything you want in a disney parade perfectly blended
2: totally great i have not seen yet the christmas parade But of all the other ones I've seen, Boo to You is my favorite on both coasts. Good stuff.
0: I'm still a little raw about um, Scrooge McDuck being taken out of the Christmas parade. Oh,
2: yeah. Is that the one who was replaced by Olaf? Yes. Yes. And I'm
0: very upset about it.
2: Well, but now he'll probably get a scene in that new Hollywood Studios fireworks show. Maybe.
0: That would be nice. Um, Yeah, because they, I mean, Frozen just, they, they just raped the christmas parade it was terrible <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah raped they it. Took,
0: they took chip and dale out of their float and put in hans they took um daisy this... and donald lost their sleigh. slung
1: it on top of a pinball machine and had their way with it a that's pinball? from roadhouse oh
0: man roadhouse.
1: you were just relevant with your movie references. i know <laughs> it's it's just flowing out of me <laughs> uh,
2: they are in like flint um, okay, well, I'm going to take us to Bad Now, which, as you mentioned, does not necessarily mean we hate it, but they could improve it. And I'm actually going to talk about the pumpkins a little bit, but just kind of in general, I think one of the things I don't love about the Halloween time at Disney is that it's it's just too much. For me, it's too much. Like, I lo- I live for those pumpkins that are on the posts all the way down Main Street and all around the Hub, and they glow at night. And they have the Mickey ears. Love those things, but they are everywhere. You cannot get a picture in the hub, Main Street, anything without letting the world know. Like, like if you, you can't post it in January because you're like, well, this was the Halloween time, obviously, because you cannot take a picture without those pumpkins in it. And I love them all. I really do. It's just like with the bunting and the pumpkins and the um, scarecrows around the flagpole and the, the- bunting. Is that not what it's called?
0: No, it is. It's just funny to say.
2: Oh, yeah. It's just everywhere. And and even, like, the dates. Like, the Halloween party started September 2nd. That's three nights a week for two months where the park closes at 7 o'clock. And, like, we noticed a huge difference when we were there Monday because the park didn't close at 7. So everyone went to Magic Kingdom that day. And it was packed. Because on Tuesday, it's going to close at 7. So, I don't know. It's just like... Halloween basically lasts two months.
1: Those little, those little leaves and things. I, this isn't my bad, but you mentioned the buntings. I, I think that those, those always remind me of like bad church decorations at fall time. Like they went to Michaels and bought some fake things.
0: Well, I mean, it's turn of the century. They weren't exactly sophisticated buntings. decorations back in the 1990s. yeah
1: yeah. They probably also didn't have vinyl leaves, but. <laughs> Um, my bad is the uh, surprisingly maybe for some, um, it is the scarecrows in town square.
0: Huh. You've mentioned this, I feel like, before how you don't like how flat they are. Is that right?
1: No, you know what? When I talked about them before, I spoke of them in favor uh, over the wooden soldiers. I think the toy soldiers at Christmas time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember because that. they do have a little more dimension than them. And I'll be I'll be honest. Something occurred to me that made me kind of start start not liking them. And that is I've told Derek about this. If you follow um, Disneyland Paris on Instagram or just go look at their fall decorations, they have these wonderful fiberglass ghost. I guess they're fiberglass. They're like, you know, they're not animatronics, but they're figurines, but they're big all over their park. For um, Christmas time like that's like the mascots I guess they're they're like on the train station with a big banner they're all throughout Main Street and they're just charming and delightful and I guess I just don't like the really the scarecrows they I don't know we talked about the buntings and the the pumpkins and all kind of fitting that turn of the century as if this small town had decorated for Halloween Mm -hmm. I don't feel like the scarecrows in their current state Fit that. I think the ghosts really do. Maybe it calls it's France and they do things right in France. I don't know. You know what would
2: you know what would be a better place for them if you had just like a little fenced-off area inside Frontierland where you put a row of those scarecrows? That would be perfect.
0: With some yeah. like corn stalks behind them.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Looking like hee haw. Yeah. Another 1970s <laughs> reference. <for laughs> I, was <yeah>. just,
1: <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah. Conway's we really pretty. are not
0: that old, people. We really aren't.
1: No, I wasn't um, even born in the 70s. <laughs> uh,
0: my ugly... Or, see, my bad. Uh, I'm going to go to Disneyland. And this is just a pet peeve of mine. But at Disneyland, they have the giant pumpkin in the flagpole area. Just like they do at Walt well, Disney World. But facing the castle is like the Mickey face is carved. And the eye is supposed to be winking. But it doesn't look like it's winking to me. It looks like it's it's off center and like, it just doesn't look right to me. And it drives me crazy. And everybody takes their picture in front of it. And it just doesn't- You gotta look
1: that
2: up.
0: Derek, do you have the picture of us in front of it? Maybe we can
2: tweet that. Yeah, I do, I'll tweet that. Um, I remember having this conversation on Main Street because the line to get a picture was kind of long, but not, I was like, hey, let's go get a picture. Because I think at that point we were waiting for Club 33 to open. So we were just wasting time. And you said, no, I don't want my picture. The eye looks jacked up. <laughs> I'm like, he's winking, and it took me a few seconds. And then after you said that, I was like, it is kind of a poor attempt at making him wink. Kind of looks like a lazy eye, doesn't
0: it? And and
2: like, it's just wrong. Like they didn't finish carving it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think the part that bothers me the most is like, the eyelid is way off because the eyelid is open at the top, and I'm like, no, that when people wink, the top of your eye is not open, like. Do you see what I'm saying?
2: Oh yeah.
0: I'm like, n- nobody Drunk wins Mickey. that. <laughs> <laughs> or like needs to go to the hospital, Mickey, because it doesn't look normal.
2: Yeah, but you, overall, you like the pumpkin being there. Like, is that why it's not your ugly?
0: Yeah, I like the pumpkin being there. I just want him to look normal.
2: Yeah, it is funny that. Disney World doesn't have something like that, because there really is always a line trying to get a picture with it, and Disney World doesn't really have an equivalent.
0: Yeah, but they do, they put a pumpkin there by the flagpole.
2: Yeah, but it's certainly not that ginormous.
0: Anyways, that goofy giant Mickey.
2: Okay, so ugly. We've kind of talked about this before, the merchandise, but I'm going to get specific. Why are the Halloween t-shirts so hideous? Like, they're they're so gaudy and so tacky, and it's just like, every character and color that we think of when we think of Halloween, we're going to cram them onto the shirt, and then we're going to make it glow in the dark. (laughs) It's just so bad. And honestly, like, I would get a piece of merch if it were a very subtle... Like, for instance... Okay, so Mickey's costume for Halloween, he's a vampire. And there are several pieces of merchandise. Like, I know there was a coffee mug that said, boo to you. And he's in his vampire costume with, like, two fangs. What if you did, like, a really subtle Mickey ear symbol on an orange shirt. But, like, on on the big circle of the Mickey, it had, like, fangs. Or something to show, like, oh, Halloween and Disney. I get it. But, no, they say, happy Halloween 2016. And there's a an awful amount of just characters and villains and all in orange and green and yellow and purple. And it's just, it's too much. It's too much. It
0: too is much, a folks. lot of colors. It, it, it is.
1: Calm it down. I'm i am glad you said that because that is my ugly as well. It's specifically just the purple and lime green. It's like a eighties happy meal <laughs> at, ha- at Halloween time. It's like those the little pumpkins they used to put your happy meals in.
0: Yes. Like in the 80s, and then you 90s. could use them as like a candy uh there, there was like a
1: little witch bucket and then there's a purple one. It just reminds me of those colors. I guess they go for like a, a more whimsical Halloween. You can't go all dark gothic but still I don't like it.
0: You you look like you don't remember those, Derek.
1: I don't at all no. Oh, they
0: like the, the the bucket itself was what your meal came in and that was your toy as well because you could use it for trick-or-treating. It had like a pumpkin on the outside or a witch face or a ghost. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a throwback there. Good times.
0: Um, My Ugly is something I feel like I mentioned before and maybe it has changed. It has been a couple years since I've been to the Halloween party. But My Ugly is the lighting on Space Mountain during the Halloween party, particularly... The 1995 Windows 95 clip art ghosts and spiders that mm-hmm. they project onto Space Mountain, mm. I think it looks so corny and so outdated, and just terrible. Like
1: now, like here's I'm not the...
0: about bunting. Ugh.
1: I feel like they they alternate, don't they? Because there's some of the lighting they put on it that I liked because it wasn't just the stark white.
0: Okay, yeah, they put some color, color on there. I'll, I'll give you the coloring they put on there is nice. But then they randomly have like this 19 – I mean, it really looks like 1995 clip art
1: from mm-hmm. Microsoft. You can just say clip art because clip art is, is that always.
0: There you go. And it's just like a <laughs> ghost. And so it's like a, a shadow of a ghost-like figure with two eye holes. And they just like passes across Space Mountain like the exterior. Okay. Why? Why do we have to have that? In a day and age where we have projection that looks like the castle is being turned into a gingerbread house and Buzz Lightyear's rocket, yeah. why is Space Mountain just like this? Especially in Tomorrowland. It's supposed to be the future. I just think they could step it up. If you're going to do it, do it right. Have you ever been sitting at home, enjoying your Orville Redenbacher popcorn, watching the television, and a thought popped into your head, and it was like, why don't I work for Disney? I could do that way better. Well, have we got the segment for you. This is Armchair Imagineering, in which we take a subject and we become the Imagineers ourselves to come up with an attraction, an idea, something ...that we think would work for the Walt Disney Company.
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm. Wait a minute. I love that
1: idea.
0: Today, we're going to be introducing and putting together a segment based on a villains-themed Halloween-esque type thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) All these technical terms, I know. Try to keep up, people. So, uh, Derek, why don't you share your
2: idea first? Okay, so mine will not be Halloween. Mine will be any time of year. So mine will be there year-round, but it is themed to a villain. And it's really not that scary. It's more playful. But the villain I'm talking about is not really scary. He's also more playful. And I'm talking about King Candy from Wreck-It Ralph, who is playful like that's a facade he puts on to be playful and nice but really he's kind of ruthless and he's sort of a dictator and not very nice um but in hollywood studios i want to be able to visit king candy's sugar palace which like the name suggests is going to be a candy store And it's going to be very bright and colorful. And it's going to be themed basically to Sugar Rush, the game that King Candy is in charge of or has made himself in charge of because he took over. But um, I think you could have a really cool throne in the middle with maybe like an animatronic King Candy who just like says really loud, obnoxious things. And you can. I'm picturing like these big gold coins. You know how they have to toss their gold coins in the trophy to be. Um, accepted to be eligible for the race. And so I'm picturing like these big things with like a little sliding door and you can fill it up with candy and it's like $15, you know, but you get to fill it up with all the different kinds of candy you want. Um, I think it'd be cool if you could build a car made of candy. And so like you pick, okay, for your tires, do you want peppermints or butterscotch or lifesavers or whatever? And then you send in your selections and then you come back like an hour later and they've made this edible candy car for you. I think that'd be really cool. And Hollywood Studios needs a nice, sugary confectionery, And so I'm picturing, like, giant vats of jelly beans and Sour Patch Kids and peach rings and all those kinds of things. And it's just going to be very bright. And you'll see, like, maybe there are screens with some, some of your favorite characters, like, almost, like, moving... Trading cards, kinda? Like, Vanellope von Schweetz. She's age,
1: whatever. Drives a whatever. I don't know. Uh, that's okay, the like information it. that would be on the card. Exactly. Whatever. I have to collect it to find out, because we
2: clearly don't know. <laughs> I wasn't even quite sure that was her name as I said it out loud, but I think that's right. <laughs> you did good. What about you, Matt?
1: Um, mine is something I always come back to, and that is, why is there not yet a villains-themed attraction in Fantasyland? Long time ago, there was the Magic Mountain, I don't remember, I think it was that, what's the name of it, the rumor for what would um, go in the area that is now New Fantasyland, formerly 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, that was a long-standing rumor, that there was a, a villain mountain, magic mountain, some kind of... Roller coaster villain themed attraction coming there, and I think that something like that could still work really well, even in new Fantasyland. Because now, as you've got the theme of going into the forest, you could go even further into the forest, and maybe things could get a little more eerie. And I'm not even saying it should be a roller coaster. You know, we've thrown around that kind of Spider Man-ish attraction for like Darkwing Duck and and Wreck It Ralph. Not Wreck It Ralph. What was the other one? Like Big Hero Six and stuff. Where it's kind of 3D slash live sets, and that'd be good for a villain thing, because they could all come at you at once. And maybe the exterior of the attraction would be a large mountain, mm-hmm. and um, maybe every hour on the hour, the or maybe just at night, how about that, just at night, Chernabog comes, like, he opens up, and he's up there, and there's lights and smoke <sighs> and things happening. And
2: Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then he goes back in. Ooh, that's cool. So it'd be like a mashup of all of your favorite villains, not just one.
1: Yeah, maybe throughout New Fantasyland there could be like lightning and the music could start playing and everybody would know, oh, this is it, and he comes out and does his thing.
2: Kind of like the dragon on top of Gods. Like he brings fire every five minutes or
1: whatever it is. Yeah, except this would be an actual animatronic worth taking a picture of. <laughs> oh. Oh, Burn. Oh, uh, you know, something free like a track list, you know, and you get lost in the woods. Maybe it starts outside and goes inside. You get lost in the woods, you know, where you're not supposed to be. And um, maybe a little on the darker side. So maybe not like your King Candies and Ursulas, but Maleficent and the Wicked Queen and uh, the churnbog himself, Whatever, whatever his name is. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I couldn't remember. So what the storyline is, I don't know. Who saves the day, how they save the day. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to
2: think of who could be a good protagonist that would fit with all those villains, but maybe you don't have to have one. Maybe, maybe you, you are, are. the pro Yeah.
1: Like the original Snow White scary adventure mindset.
2: Right, where you were Snow White.
1: You
0: have
2: to escape. Yeah, I like it. Uh,
0: my, my villain's theme is... Um based on Dr. Facilier, and it's a little more spooky. I have talked about the little riverboat cruise thing that they take you from like Port Orleans down to, down, excuse me, Disney Springs now. Uh, it's like a 20 minute boat ride and it really goes through some very uh, swampy, sort of untouched areas. And so I want to have Dr. Facilier lead you on a cruise through that at night. I think you could put some fun elements on the shores and uh, make you feel like you're in the bayou, and maybe he could tell you some, some scary voodoo ghost stories or whatever. Hey, which attraction through. was this? Um, what? Well, what do you mean?
1: Were you saying that you're overlaying an attraction?
0: No, this is going to be a separate thing outside of the parks that is on the waterway between Port Orleans and. Oh Disneyland. yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. I, I thought for some reason you're talking about Disneyland. Okay, continue. Sorry.
0: So no, I just think it'd be fun to have him on the boat. Maybe, you know, he can um, tell you some stories or he, he, you know, he can actually, I'm thinking having the the character actually on the, on the boat with you Uh, and then elements on the shores, maybe some of the characters popping out or as he's telling the story, you see an element on the shore and because it is very spooky back there, especially at night um, and you kind of get that fog on the water feel and it's very like i said untouched very rustic
2: you could easily have little lights that resemble evangeline or or no wait what's the the male ray? yeah yeah. there and like you wouldn't see them during the day but then at night yeah they light up and kind of like light your path as you go that's pretty cool
0: yeah and i don't want it to be i don't want it to be um I want it to be more dark. I don't want it to be as uh, like, oh, there's Tiana on the shore, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. thing. I want it to be (laughs) like just like waving.
2: (laughs) And there's Lewis playing his trumpet.
0: (laughs) I want him to really tell some some scary stories or whatever and make you kind of creeped out as you go. I think it'd be Mm -hmm. really cool.
2: One time this kid sold me his soul and was my slave forever. Wow, are you auditioning?
0: (laughs) you have I, the fingers for it
2: oh uh, i hate you <laughs> i don't have the uh bayou accent fingers for what dr oh, Facilier.
0: for the, our listeners derek has freakishly long fingers in case yeah. you didn't know that
2: what's in the search. is it morphins what's the syndrome that abraham Morphan Lincoln, syndrome. yeah morphans yeah. that's right
0: we legitimately thought derek had that in college <laughs> for like a week
2: <laughs> it was all based on one picture where i stuck my hand over my plate at the restaurant and like someone got a picture of it and everyone was passing it around like, oh my gosh, look at his fingers. They're grotesque. I just threw up in my mouth. Just kidding. What? No, but really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but for real.
0: <laughs> anyway, so I think that would be a fun, fun addition. And like I said, I've always thought uh, why Disney shies away so much from anything that is kind of scary. It, it baffles me. They're, they're really missing out on a market. And you don't have to go all the way to like the Halloween Horror Night. You can definitely play that up in a family friendly, but not for little children kind of way.
1: Yeah. Like Alien Encounter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: I mean, at the time, there was some negative feedback, but now that it's gone, I think people would consider it a kind of a cult classic.
0: Well, especially in today's world where people are exposed to more
2: scary elements just in their daily life. Yeah, I was going to say it was very 1990s scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Every once in a while on this show, we like to look more closely at one specific aspect of the Disney parks and go behind the magic. Behind the magic. And today, since it is so close to Halloween, we thought it'd be fun to go behind the magic of one of our favorite attractions and also attraction that has close ties to Halloween and spooky things. And that's the Haunted Mansion. So what we do for this segment is we talk about some of our favorite details and why it is a can't-miss thing at Walt Disney World. So before we start, I have to ask you guys, do you know the backstory of Haunted Mansion? And I don't mean like the concept, like how it was built or why Walt wanted to build it or anything, but just like the actual story when you're entering the ride.
1: I don't think that anyone does because I think it's it has morphed and, and changed so many times, especially Disney World's version. Okay, yeah,
2: that's why I asked, because I, I've heard so many different mixed stories.
1: The popular one is... uh, And and this really... That's the thing. It's like, this doesn't go with what's there now. But the popular one back in the day was what is featured in the movie with uh with uh, the unfortunate movie with eddie murphy and that is the uh, master gracie who owned the house and who was getting engaged and his wife suddenly and unexplainably or his fiance, suddenly and unexplainably dies and he's trapped with remorse and despair and ends up hanging himself from the rafters and then from there you get to where it's not master gracie that's actually the um the 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 center of attention but the the bride, and then you have the rumor of the the little engagement ring that was thrown out the window in despair, and the and it's in the it's in the sidewalk, and then the modern adaptation at Disney World, at least, is just a psycho bride who keeps killing her husbands,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and as is evidenced in the in the current attic scene with the bride and the axe and and all that stuff. So, which one is the original, and what's the real story? Who knows?
0: Even if you've never ridden the Haunted Mansion before, you don't know anything about the attraction. You've never seen the terrible movie. Um, just entering the attraction itself, when you go into the queue, you can you can kind of pick up the fact of who Master Gracie is because his tomb is there. Uh, you get the feel that there's this graveyard and lots of death <laughs> surrounding this home, uh, which is weird because... I feel like even if you had a, a large plantation home, which is kind of what the ha- Haunted Mansion is supposed to resemble, is that correct?
1: At least at yeah, Disneyland. kind of New Orleans style. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. different in
2: Disneyland and Disney World, which we can get to. But
0: Well, even if you had that kind of home, um, I don't feel like you'd put your graveyard that close to the house. That doesn't seem couth. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, you, you can still kind of pick up on the idea of of who the main characters are between the ghost host, Master Gracie. Now who's hanging themselves in the opening room, you know, good luck. But I
1: don't think Well it is the ghost host, but who that is, we don't know.
0: Yeah. Right. But I don't think your average guest necessarily cares too much about storyline as far as that attraction
2: goes. No, that's true. One of the reasons I brought it up though is as I was researching this and I remember coming across this years ago, but several sites talked about the original story like because this was in development for years and years while Walt was still alive and all these people had these grand ideas and Walt's idea was a little bit different from theirs. He kind of wanted more fun and playful, scary, and other people had these grand ideas of it being actually pretty scary. And so it was just like kind of stuck in development. In fact, I read that they built the mansion when they built New Orleans Square. So like I said, in Disneyland, it looks like this big manor, this big plantation manor. Um, very kept up on the outside, looks great, um, because Walt said we'll take care of the outside and the ghost will take care of the inside. But it sat there for three years before the attraction actually opened. So it fit the theme of New Orleans Square, but it didn't even have an attraction in it for the longest time. And so some of these websites talk about the original concept that kind of got tossed out because it wasn't really going the direction they wanted. And Matt, I immediately thought of you because the original backstory had... A connection to Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, there it is. And it made me think of Grim Grinning, Grim Grinning Pirates, which you threw out there a few weeks ago. So I'm just going to kind of hopefully summarize this. It was going to be called Bloodmere Manor. Maybe not the ride itself, but like the house was going to be called Bloodmere Manor, named after the owner, Bloodmere. So the original vision had this happy fiance named Priscilla, and her wedding day bliss ended the moment that she found out her potential husband was not all he said he was. Um, He warned her to stay out of the attic, but she couldn't resist, and so when she went up to the top floor, she found out all these signs of his former life as a pirate, who was just ruthless, and he had just this treacherous past, and he was basically a bad guy. Um... And he had hidden all this stuff in the attic because he couldn't risk the locals discovering that he was a murderous lech, basically. So he was a sea captain. And when he realized that his fiance had found out all about this, he threw her out the window. She died. And so the idea of the Haunted Mansion is that after her death, she haunted the captain until he could no longer take it, which is why he hung himself in the raptors. At the beginning, you see that. And he is your ghost host from then on and the concept was going to be that the bride and him had such a passionate relationship that even in death they attracted their spirits attracted each other and they attracted 997 other souls as well and you know they say there's always room for one more so the idea and there are even there are even some concept sketches from those early days that showed like a sea captain dripping wet back from the sea and a sort of pirate look to it which I thought was so funny after your whole Grim Grinning Pirates idea that originally yeah. there was going to be a sort of tie-in to Sea Captains and Pirates. Sea
1: Captain makes his ways in the new graveyard scene, <laughs> uh, the interactive queue, and then his little, his portrait's in the the portrait hallway. Not his, that man, but it, the Sea Captain keeps making <laughs> yeah. his way uh, in there. That's true. That's interesting. Yeah. But that, like you said,
2: that's not the story that Disney kind of, like, I think in the Keys to the Kingdom tour, they talk a little bit about the backstory and they mention nothing about the sea captain or anything like that. So that was kind of tossed out.
0: But that feels like it could lead to like a BuzzFeed article about
1: how all the Disney attractions are in the same universe. Yeah. (laughs) So the uh, engagement ring and the sidewalk. um, Do do you all know about this? Yeah, I feel
2: like we have mentioned it
1: on this show before. But go ahead. And I,
0: it's all bunk, right?
1: Sources say it's bunk, that it it looks like a ring only because it's a circle with a little square at the top, but it's actually just a sawed-off pole for something that used to be used there for. The only reason that that says, hmm, is like, it's this is Disney. Why would they not just cover that with something? Um, or it's a thing they use every once in a while just to stick a temporary sign in i don't know well what i've heard is
2: they did cover it up and that cast members now every once in a while will put a ring out there or something that's what i thought i'd heard that it was cast members who went back and they put a ring there to keep that story going
1: well this is this is in the ground right like it's ingrained like something at storybook circus or something like no i
2: understand yeah i guess that would be hard for them to just do yeah, here, I'm going to put this here. <laughs> <laughs> no one will touch it.
1: When you yeah. look at it, it doesn't look like a ring. I'm sorry, it looks like... Well, it looks like a ring, but that's the thing. It's clearly not like a detailed, Disney detailed, oh, this is going to be a wedding ring.
0: Yeah, no. I think if they were going to do it purposefully, it'd be a lot better. This just looks like a pole that was cut off, and people... <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> It's much. like those,
0: well, ink, those blot tests, like... You can see whatever you want to see, and then if I tell you I see something, then you're gonna see it as well. I think that's yeah. what
2: I'm Yeah. Well let me ask if you've heard what to me is the most fascinating uh, version of this story. So that, you know, they're they're asking for host or for ghosts, excuse me, and so you don't really see any ghosts until you get to the seance scene and Madame Leota is sort of summoning the dead. And then right after that is when you see your first ghost, which are the dancing ghosts in the ballroom and the one celebrating a birthday.
0: So she is the one that kind of brings the spirits out.
2: Right, okay. So after that happens, you kind of see them, you go through the attic, and then some people say that as you leave the attic, that's representative of you being tossed out the window... And now you're dead. And someone said, when you look, I, I can't picture this, but someone said, when you look back at the attic, you see a broken window. So you've, you have gone through the window and now you're dead. And that is why when the caretaker sees you, he's shivering and he can't speak. He's speechless because he's seeing you pass. He's seeing all these ghosts pass him. And now when you're in the graveyard, the ghosts have a more solid look to them
1: because you are one of them. Have you heard that? Before? I can see that. then. Yeah, I've heard that. And that yeah, but you sense. get up and leave, and they're like, hey, come back and visit us. and You know, come back and visit us when you bring your death certificate, and then it's a ghost will follow you home. And then the closing jingle as you're walking down the hallway is, um, if you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals, join the something-something, rest in peace, the something-something. So that's a good point. Yeah, there's clearly an invitation at the end to, to die. Hmm.
0: Yeah, but I do understand. I, it does kind of make sense because the ghosts do, like Derek had mentioned, they become more solid. So there has got to be something to that logic.
1: Because I why just think would it they, was a combination of techniques. The, the Pepper's ghost thing in the hallway, uh, in the ballroom, and then that. Yeah, well, I've ridden it. I had ridden it numerous times
2: and never thought that before, I think it was Aaron who actually first told me that theory. And even then I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. But it is kind of fun to just think about. Because you do see the caretaker, and he is obviously scared, but also there are a billion ghosts behind him, so maybe that could be why. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no, there's we... 99. 999, Excuse not me. a billion.
1: I was rounding up. could we mention just a little of the history of the attraction in a, in a short Shortened version. Yeah, um, I, I think it was uh, uh, Ken Anderson. And if you know Ken Anderson, he did a lot of the a lot of background art for uh, Walt Disney uh, movies and things. Most notably, uh, Mary Poppins and some of the backgrounds for Peter Pan. He did the early sketches of Disneyland. So when it was just a little across the street park from the studios, till it became what we know as Disneyland, he was the one doing the sketches and the concept art for it. And in one particular sketch, I mean, you're thinking early 50s, late 40s here, he drew a, a little run-down manor at the top of this hill, really somewhere uh, what looked like it would belong to Main Street. And that just kind of launched this whole idea that Walt said, you know, I want to do that. I want to do something with a little bit of uh, eeriness to it that represents that house at the end of the street that nobody wants to go to. And so... You also have to mention another imaginary named Raleigh Crump. Raleigh Crump uh, had this – I always thought it was just really bizarre, like, dude, what were you smoking? But it, it was the Museum of the Weird, and in the Museum of the Weird, he designed all these cra- – the most freakish one was the Candle Wax Man. Have you seen that? I have. It's like – That's that would be frightening. It was just a lot of bizarre things that you would walk by and see like a coffin clock and a chair with a face and um, endless hallways and doors to nowhere and all this kind of stuff. And then there was this wax man. All right. Also involved in that museum of the weird uh, thing was uh, an Imagineer named uh, Yale Gracie. And then Gracie makes his name up through lots of Haunted Mansion lore, including the most popular rendition of the story in Eddie Murphy's movie with Master Gracie. And it's Gracie House and all these things. But there were two other Imagineers, Harper, Harper, Goff and Claude Coates. Um, and then there's Mark Davis. And, and what's great about Walt Disney is uh, the man is that he could take all of these different and desperate. I did not desperate disparate ideas, uh <laughs> Raleigh Crump and Mark Davis. I
0: and, have an idea. Uh, <laughs> I have an idea.
1: <laughs> For some of them it might have been desperate. You don't know how hard it was to please Walt, maybe. Uh Mark Davis and the, all these guys had these different views. You know, there's the Museum of the Weird and this guy wanted a darker attraction with uh, the the candlestick floating in the middle and the uh, endless hallways and and this guy wanted a more comical attraction with gags like you would see in Pirates of the Caribbean and and Country Bear Jamboree and stuff. And Walt just kind of like, you know what? Let's just do all of that. <laughs> let's take some of your ideas and some of your ideas and some of your ideas and some of your ideas. And let's make this into one big attraction. And then you have the uh, the wonderful m- music composed by Buddy Baker. And the words for Grim Grinning Ghosts by then so You see how Walt, in his genius, could just put multiple people doing their thing well. And just combine it. And make it one obviously timeless and beloved attraction
0: it is kind of interesting how the attraction goes where in the beginning stages it is a very serious attraction there's no Mm -hmm. gags there's nothing uh it's very ominous and scary even all the way up through the ballroom scene um it's there's really nothing comical per se until you fall out of the attic. And then the ghosts get very whimsical. And you know you have the things popping up. And, and yeah. being goofy. So the, it, it, you definitely see all those elements there. Uh, blended nicely.
2: Mm-hmm. Well as we talk about some of our favorite details. I feel like we should start on the outside. So we mentioned how Disneyland has the sort of plantation manor look to it. It's pristine. It looks great. You would have no idea it was a haunted house. Where the one in Disney World is very much... Like this is a haunted house. You've got the raw iron fence. Even like the landscaping is just in disarray.
1: It's not well kept up at all.
0: Does it have that Cape Cod esque look to it? Is that what that is? Like that New Englandy it's
1: got it's supposed to be kind of a New England manor. But it's, it's g- magic, I guess you call it gothic architecture.
0: Gothic, that's what yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's
2: a good word for it. It's got the cross a couple crosses on top. Yeah,
0: I prefer the uh, exterior of Walt Disney World, personally.
1: I did too. Yeah, me too. With the bricks, it's very nice. You know what version of the attraction I'm very interested in is Disneyland Paris Phantom Manor. Mm-hmm. That looks just like
2: the house from Psycho.
1: Yeah, like the yeah, exact exactly. It's that westerny, and it's in Frontierland. Or Western land, sorry. It's in Western land, which is, um, which is terrific. Yeah. And the views from that, from the pictures I've seen, how you it's overlooking the rivers of America. And there you can see um, Big Thunder Mountain there in the middle. It really does fit, even though it sounds bizarre to us, the way they've done it and restyled it seems um, unique. They have a whole different score to their uh, attraction. There were versions that were narrated by Vincent Price, which is Ooh. interesting. I don't know if they use it because it was in English, so I don't know where that comes into play. But their score is fantabulous. Um, no pun intended there. And then their ending, the finale is not the graveyard. It's more or less a, a ghost town in this western western town. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the only one that's really different. Tokyo's in Fantasyland. And, uh, but it's still the Haunted Mansion, as, as you would know it, except in Japanese, so about 10 times more terrifying.
2: <laughs> well, since we are a Walt Disney World podcast, I guess we should focus on the one there. Um, so what are some of your favorite details and hidden gems inside the Haunted Mansion?
1: One of mine is the, the portrait in the main lobby when you come in. And it's a shame because unless you're in the very front of the line of the next group that comes in, you don't get to see the whole thing. And so when you come into the Haunted Mansion from the outside doors, in other words, the very first room you enter on the exterior, you hear that theme music begin, and then you have those great first lines of the script, when hinges creak and doorless chambers and strange and frightening noise, blah, blah, blah. That is the time when ghosts are present. And you go into the lobby or the foyer, I guess, there's a little fire. It's very dark, very eerie, Um, and above the fireplace, there's a portrait of a man. Who it is, you know, that's up to you. And over the course of maybe a minute, the portrait changes from the the man in the portrait, regular, healthy, young-looking man, and he just gets older and older and older, and then clearly goes (laughs) into death, and there's decomposition until it's just last a skeleton with just clothes kind of hanging off of him. I think that's great and very eerie and sets up the the tone for that first half of the attraction very well. I think
2: my favorite portrait is the Medusa-like lady who is a pretty woman. And then when lightning strikes, she's got the snakes out of her head. Yeah. I think that's a great little effect.
1: She's out of her head.
2: She is.
0: Oh, I'm picturing a Pretty Woman remake starring her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, uh, my favorite scene is I love the attic scene. I think that there's just something—it's so kinetic in there, and just so uh, you know, visually appealing. And there's always something new that I spot when I go through there, and it's just creepy. And then of course the the bride—I think that's a great use of the projection. Um, mapping on her even though okay it's a little outdated now they probably could update that some but i like the idea and to me she always reminds me of one of my favorite books that i read in high school great expectations of uh, mish havisham who if you remember the story is this ghostly old woman who has shut herself up in her dining room in her mansion because her fiance left her and she wears her wedding dress every day and the cake is rotting there on the table. And I just think mm. she's a great character overall. One of my favorite characters in literature. And the bride always reminds me of her.
1: You guys... I mentioned this to y'all in a private message, but for the sake of the podcast, have you guys seen on Netflix or anywhere the um, the British series... Oh, good grief. What's it called now?
2: Murder Mystery something?
1: No. no. Uh, Midsummer. It's Midsummer. <laughs> Midsummer Murders. No. Um... It's the, the one. Oh, good grief. It's called uh, Mr. Strange or... or oh, Mr. Norrell. Mr. Norrell and... Oh, good grief. No, I have not seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It was on BBC. Okay, sorry. It's called Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. That one guy says Norrell because he's trying to be all fancy about it. But it's set in the 1700s in Great Britain, mind you. But the feel of some of the scenes, I mean, they had to have been inspired by the Haunted Mansion. I mean, there's just like still portraits that come to life, and then there, there's dreams of ballroom dancing and an organ player, and
2: huh.
1: it's very. I mean, and, and the music too. And in the first episode, I'm not ruining anything by this, but in the first episode, there's a scene in which the um, these statues in the cathedral come to life, and they're talking and singing and arguing and things. And I think it's it's great. So if you, you like, you know, haunted mansion, I think you'll like that series at least for the aesthetics of it.
0: And what's the name of it? Jonathan Swift and the Normal
1: Jonathan,
2: <laughs> Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Oh, that's close. One of the great things about Haunted Mansion is there are so many details. Like you said with the attic scene, Jeremy, it, it, there's no way you could catch every single detail the first time you write it. You're always catching new things because it's just filled with those little details that almost are meant to be hidden the first few times. And then when you look more closely... It's like, oh, I see. Like, the ballroom scene especially, I think. Um, you know, when I'm with first-timers, I try not to be too annoying, but I do like to point out, you know, watch the portraits. The guys come out and shoot each other, or the guy swinging yeah. on the chandelier is great. Um, the guy blowing out the birthday candles. There are all these little things where there's no way your eyes could take all of these things in the first ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there any part of the attraction, because it is the Haunted Mansion, even though it's a Disney attraction, is there any part of the attraction that, like, creeps you out or scares you?
1: The uh, the endless hallway always was a little eerie to me. Even though the effect doesn't quite work, <laughs> it's not exactly an endless-looking hallway. That's what it's called, where the little, the unmanned candlestick is floating at the end. I always thought that was... Um, very eerie. Maybe it's just the carpeting and then and the lighting. It's got an old, like, well, an old mansion look to it. But, you know, at night, in the dark. And I don't want to go down that hallway. As an adult, I don't think there was anything that scared me because
2: I very much had the mindset, I'm on a Disney attraction, like, what could possibly happen? But I do remember writing this in Disneyland back in 2000. And the only thing I remember is when the lights go out in the stretching room and you see the hanging body above you like that just stuck out to me. And I always remembered it. And I think it's because it maybe creeped me out a little bit. That's a really good effect.
0: Yeah, I always thought the like that hall, the beginning part where the piano is playing by itself Mm -hmm. there, that scene with the window always kind of me out a little bit. It's just kind of. It's just a very ominous-looking scene. Have you
1: ever you've seen the shadow guy playing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay, I pointed that out to some people, and um, well, one was my wife Jessica, who you know, admittedly, is not the most observant person on Disney attractions. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I feel like I've said that to someone. They're like, "I've never seen that before." Oh yeah, I've noticed that.
0: Now, does oh. she have lyrics of her own to "Grim Grinning Ghosts"?
1: No, I can't say that she does. they would be interesting.
0: I got this idea that, like, Jessica sings the attractions, and we make a CD and put it out there of her interpretations of the songs.
1: Yeah, and they're just completely unrelated to to what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. So tell her to get on that. We need a Grim Grinning Ghost uh,
1: rendition. Okay, yeah, I'll tell her. I'll go home and say, hey, Jessica, just right off the top of your head, what do you think (laughs) the lyrics are? Sing it for me. Go.
2: (laughs) Now, I have heard rumors as of late that some of those story maker elements, like where your names show up on screens and things like that, that some of those are going away. And I did notice that Small World, when we wrote a couple weeks ago, the names were the same two days in a row. Like, the screens had not changed at all. So they may be working on that one. And one day, the screens inside Expedition Everest were just turned off. But then later that day, they were on. So maybe they're working on stuff, but I will say the screens in Haunted Mansion are still doing the interactive stuff. So like when we wrote it, it said Tennessee or bust. And then the people next to us, it shoved the tombstone where they were sitting and it had their names written on it. So those are some newer details that you'll find inside Haunted Mansion.
1: You know, as spectacular as those enhancements to the finale seem to be at first, they seem to be off now. Like they're never quite positioned correctly.
2: Huh. That's sad. Ours was. Okay. But I can see how that would be the case with stuff like that. Well, anyway, that's the Haunted Mansion. Classic attraction.
1: It is my second favorite attraction.
2: It's definitely up there for me. I think a lot of people would put it in their top view. In fact, I think when Disney World and Disneyland did that March Madness thing that they always do, you know, where they pit the attractions against each other, it was... It won out as the single most beloved attraction on both coasts. Love it. So there's a lot to love about it.
1: Yeah.
0: your cell phones jump on the twitter because it's time for another hashtag game tonight we are playing hashtag my disney nightmare and we want you to play along at home as well so go to twitter that's (laughs) www.twitter.com log into your account and use the hashtag my disney nightmare to join us in all the halloween fun
2: i'll go first this is my first disney nightmare all-Star Sports Resort Dance Party.
1: Oh, oh.
2: <laughs> I got a little chill on that one.
1: <laughs> it just kind of is what it is anyway, isn't it? All the <laughs> cheerleaders there. Weeks, yeah. Mine is at... Uh, here it is. Tower of Terror Computer Failure. So that you just plummet? Th- there's multiple things that I'm scared of. Riding Tower of Terror, any time that the timing seems just a bit off, you know, when you go up too quick, and maybe the doors don't open right on time, and there's a bit of a silence, it always makes me very nervous that there's a glitch in the computer, and that when you go into the drop shaft, you'll just start tipping forward, and the the lift car won't be there. The thing that you actually get in that makes you go up and down, and you'll just fall. Or... You'll be in there, and there's another elevator on top of you that comes smashing down on all of you. Or the brakes don't work.
0: I mean, those are legit fears, because that is 1990s technology they're still work- working with there. Um, and did you all see the tragedy that happened at the theme park in Australia? No. Oh my gosh, I was on the news today um, that there was a... It's, it's almost like a Kali River Rapids-type attraction, where they're like... Floating in a raft, a circular raft, and apparently it flipped and four people died because they got trapped underneath the raft under the water.
2: Well, now that's my Disney nightmare.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. It's very... Lots of Disney nightmares today. Ugh. Okay, moving on.
0: Uh, hashtag my Disney, my, my Disney nightmare Stitch of the Caribbean. Ugh. Yow how yow
2: yow. how can you imagine?
0: That's my stitch impression. Did it sound like him?
1: No, it sounded like Gilbert Gottfried.
0: Me sound stitch. I don't can't
1: do stitch. (laughs) Do stitch. Somebody
0: do stitch. Oh there you go. Say how
2: Wow, that's really good. (laughs) Well now they're gonna do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Okay, here's one. Call me up. Breaking. Ohana has removed bread pudding from its menu. <laughs> no.
0: That, w- that would be that Derek. Be. If we ever find Derek, you know, hanging by his shoelaces somewhere, it's because of a food announcement yeah, yeah. at Walt Disney+. World.
2: No more specialty food items at Magic Kingdom.
1: That's right. No more twig-shaped cookies or something. I don't know. Whatever you like. Fiber one bars? That. Mm. Um, mine is also a Pirates of the Caribbean Nightmare Pirates of the Caribbean now featuring The Kringle Crew <laughs> Oh no Like they want to make the theme song A little more relevant and hip For a modern generation Yo ho yo ho <laughs> Oh no I would get out of the boat And like run in the water and just Just go berserk on them You just flip it
0: over on top
1: of you and just yeah, this <laughs> my cruel world <laughs> oh, too soon. Not too soon. It's not worth no, living no. anymore.
0: Alright, my Disney nightmare. Welcome to Beer Garden. You'll be seated with this Brazilian tour group, y'all. Oh uh,
2: no, that's funny, because my next one was getting trapped in the Haunted Mansion stretching room with 100 members of a Brazilian tour group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Beer Garden's probably worse, though. This is a legitimate fear that... Not fear, just something that like mm, that creeps me out a little bit. Um, seeing something out of the ordinary uh, and disturbing in it's a small world. Like what? So you, you're like looking, you're like you're looking around. Oh, okay, this is regular small world, and then maybe suddenly, over hanging from the London Bridge is a is a a doll that's clearly been hung by a noose. Oh. <laughs> With like X's for eyes. Yeah, and nobody's noticing. Like, everybody's just riding through. You're like, no, but you're like, clearly that's there. Or, um, you know, one that's actually, that is there that's very terrifying is in the finale. And it's the hot air balloons with the clowns, like, yes! looking out of the baskets at you.
2: What is up with that?
1: Yeah. That's weird. Or looking through a window, looking through a window in one of the little scenes. And I don't know, just anything that you know is not there. Like, like you know that's not a scene that is normally in the attraction. And suddenly you see something just a little out of place.
0: Or or even just you're riding by those clowns and the head turns and watches you yeah. as you go by. <laughs> That's enough to creep me out. Yeah. I'm picturing maybe we're on to something here. Maybe the next um, Chucky movie sequel could be he him in, in in the Haunted Mansion killing I
1: mean the small world killing people as they go by. He's got like a wife and kids now. I heard he settled down a little bit. Oh really? Good for him. Good for him.
0: Uh, Alright, my turn. Bad news. Disney World burned down. Hashtag my Disney nightmare.
2: Wow. That mm. is about as bad as it gets.
1: The whole thing.
0: The whole 47 <laughs> square
2: miles just oh up my. in flames.
1: <laughs> it's like apocalyptic.
2: <laughs> as bad as that is, though, my next one's worse. Being an audience participant in Flights of Wonder. <laughs> Yeah. Okay,
1: maybe not worse, but, like, equal. Stand up. Hold your hand out. <laughs> no. Here's this glove.
0: I don't want it. I don't want it.
1: I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Clown massacre at Storybook Circus. <laughs> <laughs> you have a thing about clowns. Well, yeah, I don't like them. Uh, you ever seen uh, Batman Returns? Mm-hmm. The old uh, Danny DeVito is the penguin, and he's got that little circus, like clown circus. Is that what it is? Yeah. And they're doing that little thing, and everybody, and then it just kind of turns eerie, and they start shooting up the crowd. That's kind of what I picture. Like, oh, this is supposed to be, and he starts juggling, and, you know, eerie music starts playing in your mind, and then it all goes grainy and black and white, and then he starts stabbing people. Gosh. That's what clowns do. All of them. (laughs) Okay. All of them. Um,
0: Tomorrowland Refurb featuring Speedway expansion.
2: Oh my gosh. Mm. I don't know if that ride could get any bigger.
0: We're going to demolish Space Mountain to make room for the new expansion of the Speedway.
1: The Nightmare will be riding that one. (laughs) Seven miles an hour.
2: Okay, here's one. Home on the Range, live on stage. Mm. I'm featuring similar costumes to like Mrs. Potts and Lumiere. Yeah, naturally, naturally.
0: And the voice talents of Roseanne Barr. <laughs> yes.
2: She would gladly come back for that. What else is she doing?
0: Singing all your favorites from that movie.
1: <laughs> Music would be worth it.
0: With Roseanne singing? Yeah. Oh, just Google her singing the National Anthem and that'll give you your answer.
1: Okay, I have two – I said legitimate to all these. They have been legitimate, like, scary things that disturb me. But these are two nightmares, legitimate nightmares I have actually had. First is um, some sort of – I don't know what the setting was, but it's some sort of dystopian Disney theme park where things are very – shoddily and cheaply done and it's trashy and they have not kept it up to date and it's dirty
2: and I, the I attractions... thought we weren't going to
1: talk about Universal on this show Oh, uh, JK well, it's even worse than Universal and you can get a glimpse of this if you look at um, some of the Chinese Japanese rip-offs of Disney parks one of which has been closed for a long time and it was called Nara's Dreamland just look that up on YouTube if you want to be disturbed. And it was just kind of a rip off Disney park that tried to do things like that, but didn't have the money to. And it's just really cheap and shoddy. And, and, and in doing so, it's actually quite frightening. Hmm. Um, I've had nightmares of being on attractions in my mind and my dream. I was at Disney world, but things were terrible. And I was like, this is awful. I want out right now. Okay. What's your other one? This is a recurring childhood nightmare and I don't have any kind of Freudian psychological explanation for it. So I I can't tell you where it comes from. Um, so we're in a parlor and as a child, it was like first person dream to start out with, start out with. And I was watching King Stefan and the other short chubby King, Philip's dad, whatever his name is, Cinderella King. Um, they're sitting in this parlor, and it's red carpet, red chairs, kind of pink walls. It's like a funeral home looking. They're eating cookies. In my mind, my mind camera, okay, Dream Cam number one, it keeps zooming up on their cookies on, that they keep putting on the chair as they take bites. And the cookie has one bite, two bites, three bites, whatever, and then it's gone, and there's just crumbs. And suddenly, when there's just crumbs, King Stephen. And now I'm I'm being spun in the air by King Stefan by my hands, like he's swinging me around, and he suddenly lets me go, to which I always jumped and woke up. What? Stupidest thing I I've know. ever heard. And listen, this is how recurring it was in that I knew the pattern, <laughs> like I knew. When the cookies were crumbs, the scary part's coming and he's going to be swinging me and letting me go and I'm going to jump and wake up. Like, I knew when I saw the crumbs, like, holy crap, it's about to happen.
2: So when they put out a list of, like, the scariest Disney characters, your number one is King Stefan.
1: Yes, every time I see him, I think about that. It's one of those things, like, I can't tell you why it was scary. You know, you wake up from a dream and you're unsettled and you're disturbed, but you, you don't quite know why. That It was one of those. Like, I don't know why that was scary, but I remember it was scary. And I hated having that dream. You're weird. That's weird. I think you need
0: to talk to your psychiatrist about this.
2: He'll open the door and the psychiatrist will be like the spitting image of King Stefan. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. And he goes nope. to, like, shake his hand. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm out. Do you have cookies? <laughs> um, I have two that are a little real. The uh, first one is actually Derek's Disney Nightmare. Hashtag Derek's Disney Nightmare. And that is, welcome to Whispering Canyon. Happy birthday.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Riding on a wooden horse. Excuse me. Sharing a wooden <laughs> horse with a girl five years, a year younger.
0: Yes. Uh. And um, then my other one is, it, it's like, this it, it takes place at Typhoon Lagoon. And this is a random tourist saying this. Hey, where'd my Band-Aid go? Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) That's great. I have two left as well. Kids on shoulders as far as the eyes can see during wishes.
0: (laughs) What if, you know, like, through human evolution, what if children just, like, begin to grow and mold to their parents' shoulders so like the next few generations down they're just born right there and then once they turn 13 they just de- detach and get off mm-hmm. that'd be terrible
2: it Seems legit. Um, and my final one Haunted Mansion has reopened after a long refurbishment and now features all of your favorite scenes and characters from the hit film dun 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 um
1: Eddie Murphy for days hmm Oh, from the hit film. Okay. We're using the word hit very loosely there. but okay. Yeah, when you said hit, it threw me off, and I was expecting from the hit film, comma, something else. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring all of your favorite characters from the hit film, Roadhouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That concludes... Who is a ghost friend by, uh, in uh, Ghost? So that could work. Oh <gasps> my gosh. A Whoopi Goldberg uh, audio animatronic in The Haunted Mansion would be amazing. Just put
1: her in place of
0: Leota. Yes! Ah, oh, We are on to something here. That would be awesome.
1: You
2: in danger, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's what? Yes! <laughs> That's
0: oh, it. That Molly? should be the
1: ghost host.
0: Molly, you in danger, girl. Yeah, oh, Please. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Okay. Ooh, I got excited about that.
1: Anyways. Or maybe, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe instead of her in the Madame Leota scene, it's not a seance scene at all, but it's them on the, the potter, pottery wheel, and you're just kind of going around as it it's playing the theme song.
0: Oh, <laughs> my love. Yeah,
1: Unchained Melody, that's it.
0: Oh, that's perfect, guys. Wow. I'm going to dream about a ghost Haunted Mansion mashup. Man, we come up with some good ideas on this show.
2: A hashtag yeah. My Disney Nightmare turned into my hashtag Wildest Dreams. Or hashtag My Wildest Dreams.
0: There's always a silver lining. Okay, um, anyways, uh, that concludes a hashtag uh, game. We want to hear from you. So go to the Twitter, hashtag My Disney Nightmare. And,
2: uh, Remind us that website again.
0: www.twitter.com <laughs> backslash mad chatters.
2: A big part of what makes Halloween fun and special are the traditions, things like trick-or-treating, and watching scary movies and since the three of us obviously grew up as big fans of Disney I'm sure for the three of us Disney played a small role in what we think of when we think of Halloween so as we kind of wrap up this Halloween mashup episode I just want us to answer the question what do you think of when you think of Halloween scary things and Disney maybe it's a scary movie that you watch growing up or scary scenes or things at Disney World that you think uh, do a good job of scaring guests Who wants to start?
1: I'll kick it off by uh, doing a callback to a few shows ago. And that was um, one of the things I think of immediately when I think of Disney and Halloween. Actually, when I just think of Halloween, it's one of the first things that come to mind. It's uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow or the, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and namely the Ichabod crane segment. When I was little, they sold this on a VHS tape as an individual short. Uh, called the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and it was one of those like Disney classics uh, things. And I I remember seeing it on the Disney Channel when I was really little. We're talking like four, five, six, and I was like scared, and I didn't like to watch it. So when we went to the, the grocery store, and at the grocery store in those days, you can believe that, and I saw it and I wanted it. And I remember my dad was like, "Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure you're going to watch it?" And it just became one of those things. I dug out every. Halloween, and watched. And it wow. is just wonderful.
2: It really is terrifying. I've always thought that story was scary because when you think of the protagonist in that story, he's like this innocent, scrawny guy, and in most Disney films that we know, he's going to become the victor in the end. You know? Like, he's going to have his day over the bad guy. And it's it's yeah. not like he like he becomes a scary headless horseman. Or whatever happens to him. I mean, it's all kind of vague
1: at the end. But it's so terrifying. Well, in the Disney version, he's there with his plump wife eating a, a Thanksgiving feast. Is he? Oh,
2: I don't remember yeah. that. That's not just like a dream sequence? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I really did not remember that.
1: Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'll have to go back and look and, and see. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's been a long time. For me growing up,
0: I I count it as a privilege that my parents, uh, whether they intentionally meant to or not, exposed me to classic Disney things at a young age as well as modern. So I feel bad for kids today who only watch Frozen or only watch Tangled. I mean, those are good things, but they also need to see Dumbo and Bambi and Snow White and those kind of things. Uh, And speaking of Bambi, Bambi used to scare me as a child, Um, not to the point that I wouldn't watch it, but – you know how like you know the scene is coming so you cover your eyes or you you know get behind the pillows for whatever reason cuz that's going to protect you but mm-hmm. the scene where he gets um lost i want to say he gets lost in the woods at some point and he's running and all the trees are kind of creepy looking and i want to say there's like lightning and thunder clashes it might be right after his mother is shot spoiler and uh anyway so i I just remember that part always kind of freaked me out where he's uh running through the woods scared and lost
2: huh interesting for me the scene in an old classic disney movie that scared me well pretty much the whole movie is pinocchio I think really yeah we owned it, but I just don't think I watched it very much because I think it kind of scared me. The whole turning into donkeys thing, like yeah, it's frightening. We're all young, bo- we were all young boys. Like that was very relevant to me. To me, it was like that's gonna happen to me if I'm a bad boy. You know what I mean? And the scene where Lampwick turns into a donkey is frightening. Even as an adult, when I watch it, like, the music is creepy, it's dark lighting, and he's just casually talking. It's it's right after, like, they throw the donkeys in their cages, and then it goes to Pinocchio and Lampwick playing pool. And Lampwick, without realizing it, is, like, sprouting ears. And it's so scary, because you're like, that's what's gonna happen to me.
1: It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and I think the the most frightening part of that is that they're going to be turned into donkeys and work for these ruthless people for the rest of their lives and never see their family and friends again. Yeah, what is not scary about that? It's an old fashioned morality play. Yeah, that's true. You do bad things, bad things will happen, and you'll die. It's like a little Chick Track, you know, Jeremy. We're talking about those. It's like a little Disney version. Don't do bad things, or you'll turn into a jackass <laughs> <laughs> for all eternity. Yeah. Uh, hey, y'all know what the name Ichabod means? Uh uh-uh. uh It's fun. It's a Hebrew word that means no glory. The d- glory has departed, Ichabod. So, kind of the essence of emptiness and despair and sadness. So.
0: Well, on that note, we good hope
1: night, you folks. Take a yeah. time
0: to find the magic. Uh, another thing that I remember frightening me, and not not like in a scary sort of way like where i didn't want to watch it or just disturbed me if that makes any sense more more freaked me out not you, do you understand what i mean like not that i yeah. was scared of it but it just kind of like uh, it left me unsettled in my little childhood soul yeah um, was when in fantasia when the broomsticks came to life mm-hmm. i don't know what it was about it but there was something about that that just felt off They're to me faceless maybe that's it and and yeah. not only faceless but very robotic as well like and mickey yeah. loses control and he couldn't yeah. gain control and for whatever reason that that maybe it was because i saw a beloved character in a hopeless situation for a few moments yeah. and that always kind of left me feeling weird but uh, I, I remember not caring so much for that as a child. And we used to watch that in music class. They would show that
1: segment a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. I can see that.
1: I can add one that's not in that's in the Disney universe um, because uh, Vern's house used to be at the facade used to be at the Backlot Tour at Hollywood Studios. <laughs> um, Ernest Scared Stupid <laughs> terrified me.
2: Isn't that like Touchstone or something?
1: yeah it was Touchstone. that's okay, exactly yeah, yeah. right there's a tie-in you're right um which disney owned yes you're you're right um yeah, Ernest scared stupid terrified me as a child yeah I, we weren't
2: allowed to watch it for a long time because stupid was in the title <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but when we finally yes! did yeah it's pretty scary but for me it was like the exciting kind of scary like oh my gosh we have to watch that again because it was kind of like a high it gave you a
1: scared high yeah, I think that anything where there's like something on the loose and you don't know where it is, but you know it's close, it could be close, that is terrifying, like like the Headless Horseman, uh, the troll, or like the uh, the one that Aaron brought up, the little short with Donald Duck and there was a, a man eating gorilla on the loose, and that those kind of things I think for everybody, and there's probably some kind of technical name to that fear, but uh, I think That's obviously something that most people share. There's something dangerous out there. It could be very close. And in every show and TV show, it probably is very close. And that's what, that's terrifying. And that troll was, ugh. Yeah, for real. Still scary. The
2: first movie I think of when I think of ones I used to watch all the time at Halloween, this is so sad. Um, But we didn't really watch scary movies. I don't think my parents had anything against them. We just didn't own them. We didn't have a lot of channels on TV. So we just watched whatever we had. And it it didn't involve scary movies. So I remember the first... At least as far as my memory goes... The first one I really watched was one that debuted on Wonderful World of Disney one Sunday night. And it was Tower of Terror with Steve Guttenberg. And that's really the first memory I have of like... Ooh, I get to watch a scary movie... And I watched that thing all the time. Like, we had taped it on VHS, you know? And so I definitely at Halloween time, I would always whip that sucker out and watch Kirsten Dunst and Steve Guttenberg try to help the ghost find their way back home. And I loved it. Weren't you, like,
0: 17 when that came out?
2: (laughs) I was 9. Didn't it come out in 96? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 97, something like that. that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was probably maybe too old for it. And I think if I watched it now, I'd be like, oh no, oh no, this is so bad. But that's one of the reasons I don't wanna watch it because in my mind, it was like the greatest horror movie for children ever made.
0: I have a couple of non-Disney ones that maybe our listeners can identify with. They did not scare me, but we were not allowed to watch them because they legitimately scared my brother. First one, <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. My brother had nightmares because of that movie for whatever reason. And so every now and then when I see it in a store, I'll send him the picture and threaten to get it to him for like Christmas. And he's like, shut up. Uh, anyways, and another one was there's an episode of Salute Your Shorts. They used to, you know, if you remember that show that yes. was on Nickelodeon, And they were telling ghost stories. And there's a ghost story about Zeke the Plumber. And when that one came on, we had to change the channel because it scared my brother oh, as my well. my word.
2: I remember an episode of Step by Step that came on Halloween and they all pulled pranks on each other. And I remember I saw it one time and we loved it. Like, it was so good and just a little bit creepy but also funny. And then I never saw it again. Like, every Halloween I'd be like, maybe this they're going to show it again. And they never did. You know, Mandela they never put effect. that... <laughs> it
0: didn't really happen, you just think it happened. Maybe yeah. so. Um, they need to uh, put that show out like on Netflix.
2: Yeah, they really sure. should.
0: They've never released it like
1: on DVD or anything either.
2: Well, in the line of after Fuller House's success, they're going to come out with like step by step by step on Netflix.
1: <laughs> yeah. Step <laughs> by the next step. It's going to be leap by leap, not oh, step by nice. step. Uh, that fits our current cultural milieu. It does kind of actually. Um, can, I, can I close out can I have the honor of closing with 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 a recommendation for our listeners? Yeah. It just do yourself a favor, listeners, even if you do not grow up with the Disney channel, you will love this. And that is go YouTube Adventures in Wonderland Halloween special. That is wonderful. It's the one I referenced a few weeks ago with the ghost eating the jelly beans and they can't figure out who it is and if you don't know Adventures in Wonderland, it introduce yourself to it. Uh, early '90s kids program on the Disney Channel in the morning, but this was when they showed at night, and it was like, ooh, it's gonna mm. be scary, <laughs> and it is a little unsettling. Uh, interestingly enough, even though you know what's going on, like it's very clear from the beginning what's going on. It's for kids, but even for kids, it is still it's still a little unsettling in in its own little in its own little way. If you're scared of sleepwalking and sleepwalking people, then it, yeah.
0: I miss that show. I want that. That's another show that needs to be on
1: Netflix. Absolutely. uh, It's on YouTube and you can, there's playlists and you can turn it on and watch it all day. Good times. Cool.
2: Well, I think that does it for our very special spooky Halloween episode. It's a lot of fun talking about the things that scare us and the things that Disney parks do around this time of year. But of course, all that is almost over and we're about to start making way for Christmas. But until that time, thanks so much for listening to this special episode. Uh, You can go find us online at Instagram at MadChatters and on Twitter at MadChatters. You can find us on Facebook. We like to post some fun pictures and uh, blogs and things like that over there. And you can send your emails to comments at MadChatters.net. We'll see you next week.
0: Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Do so you want me to go ahead and start? Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> my
1: throat. <laughs> Hi.
0: Hello. He's, he's doing haunted noises. <laughs>
2: Hello. I'd agree with that, yeah. Oh, is that all of them?
1: That, it that's is. That's our good, bad, and ugly. Oh. I'll wrap it up. Okay.
0: Well, that's another episode of Good, Bad, and the Ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Episode? I meant, well, that's another... (laughs) Well, that's another segment of the Good, Bad, and Ugly. Hope you had as much fun as we did. We'll
1: see you next Halloween. Say it with (laughs) me. Is it good? Is it bad? Or is it ugly? (laughs) See you next week.
0: Uh, Sometimes we do things on this show that I'm
1: just like, why do people listen?